Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, where two seemingly meaningless people talk about or used to talk about very meaningful things. <laughs> uh, I'm Chris. I'm Leslie. You did that so well. I'm it's so been a break, and it's like it's I'm like so riding chill a right now. yeah, it's like riding a podcast bike <laughs> all over. Well, we uh, I think we should start out just with a. An explanation of where we've been, maybe, because it's been a while. Uh, <coughs> one. We moved to China. Uh, yeah, We're in China now. Um, no, I was in Africa, which threw everything off. Yeah, we did do, a, like, one after that. Mm-hmm. D- did or we two. ever publish that? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, we talked about Africa. Oh, that's right. But that is what threw everything off. And then, so then we're trying to get back in the groove and of everything. And then we started school again. School we talked about that. back Because remember the chicken happened. Oh, the chicken. The rooster got hurt. Um, well, <laughs> that's not been why we haven't been on in a while. Uh, the reason we haven't been on in a while is because... Are you going to say it? <laughs> Special announcement. Do, 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 do. I am with child. <laughs> she is with babe. So, uh, yeah, that's put a, thrown a crazy little wrench in trying to get this recorded because instead of morning sickness, she gets afternoon <laughs> slash evening sickness. Yeah. Noon. Which is the only time we have to record anything. Yeah. Or talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> right now, we stole away. It's in the morning. Uh, and we stole away to our bedroom and told the kids what we were doing, gave them baby Jack, because it's just impossible to do this at night. And yeah, at impossible night, to do it during the morning. At night, I am like... Yeah, she, does, she barely just, converses. I'm just dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny. It's not like I'm like... I, I have friends who have true, like throw up morning sickness yeah and it's terrible they have to go to the emergency room to keep fluids in them i'm not like that but i'm just like nauseated and just just a general malaise about yeah Yeah. it just you can feel your body just sucking you down so So it's hard in those moments to flop a little recorder down and say let's talk about interesting things right i can hardly talk sometimes my parents call Uh uh-huh and I can't even talk on the phone. My, I'm just my. I'm too tired to even. Yeah, she'll just look at me and say, "I can't talk. I can't do it. I can't do it, Tracy. I can't do it." Yeah. So, okay. so, so watched a lot of Netflix. It was yes. sovereignly great timing because we watched so many Netflix Christmas movies. Oh my goodness! Yes, <laughs> it was good timing. For you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess if I was going to do a dedication. I would dedicate this episode to you. Hey! Again. Because you have been... I, I was telling one of my friends, like, this is our sixth pregnancy. And you, my friend, have got it down now. Like, it's like... I don't know. It's amazing. So I will even mention a milkshake. And he's, like, out the door. I don't even have to talk you into food. No, because I want to get out of the house. <laughs> trying to get away from you. No. You're like, milkshake. I'm like, okay, I can't give you a milkshake. 
I'll go to like I go to Oklahoma City to get a milkshake. There is no talk about budget. There's no talk about how many hamburgers have you eaten this week. It's just like (laughs) coming right up. Yeah, my pleasure. It was funny. My (laughs) pleasure. It's like my Chick Fil A. uh, I'm a a Chick Fil A father uh, and husband. Uh, It was. We've had. It's been some. It's been some interesting stuff with the pregnancy. Mm. One of the funniest. We really started getting into the the she's pregnant vibe was we were leaving from a family get together in Norman, Oklahoma and heading to my dad's house, which is only about a 25 minute drive away. And we're gone from a, I mean, a, it was it Thanksgiving or Christmas. No, it was after we saw Christmas lights at the, Oh, that's what it was. So we're down there watching Christmas lights uh, and we're leaving. And she's like, I've got to have a taco. Like, and they're like, okay. She's like, no, seriously. Yeah. And I've it is got like, to have a taco. I was, if you've been pregnant before, you know, it's not just like, I think I used to think like pregnancy cravings, it was just kind of a funny, exaggerated mm-hmm. thing that a woman would do, but it is like life and death. You are going to die if you don't have ground beef in the next five minutes. <laughs> so go ahead. So we, we <laughs> drove by a, a, a Taco Bell and the line was backed up uh-huh. and so you know i watched i said leslie it's gonna be a long time before you get a taco from this place yeah. inside was full it was in a, a i guess a trendier more happening part of town so yeah. i said you know mm-hmm. i know where another one at is at and so we headed toward and who didn't cry you did not cry you give me a fairly fierce look no. like well, I will I eat like, you if we don't find the taco. It was kind of like, you're sure. Yeah, you're sure about you're this? Doing. You sure? I was not sure. It, I felt like the guy who was trying to pick the line at the grocery store, mm-hmm. you know, Definitely. and that's what I was saying. I was like, you're the worst at picking that. What makes you think you're going to pick the right drive-thru? <laughs> um, but I hate just sitting still and drive-thru. So we went to a different one and got in fairly quickly. Yes. Got her a taco. Two tacos. Two tacos and drove away. Mm-hmm. Headed back to the house. We had to make a... A stop. Well, no, we were gonna go to Lowe's. We were gonna go to Lowe's, and oh, we did go to Lowe's yeah. and get a gift card. And but it wasn't. Was it? It was. And I, and like <laughs> ten minutes. No, at, I think it was as the second taco. She goes. Yeah, it's not gonna do it. It's not gonna do it. We're gonna need to get another. <laughs> more tacos. I'm gonna need more tacos. <laughs> More tacos they didn't, they didn't even leave a dent. Like, it was like I had to Yeah, eat. she like, I think you like even grabbed my forearm while I was driving. You were like, listen, buddy. <laughs> we have to do that again because it didn't work. <laughs> so we went this time to Taco Bueno. Yes. And got you like. Two more tacos. Two more dozen tacos. <laughs> two tacos. And so it was funny. It turned what should have been a 25 minute drive back oh, to my dad's house into oh, almost gosh. an hour. Because, yeah. you know, you go to these places, you wait in line. Then you can't just drive straight back. We've got we had to try and find one, mm-hmm. a Bueno, because we had passed sort of everything. And I will say Bueno won the taco. Um, oh well, that's not surprising. Yeah, I, we do love Taco Bueno. So yeah, I, yeah, like I think to. everyone who has eaten tacos knows that. Yeah, their Taco Bueno is going to be Taco Bell in that. Um, Except for Chris Taylor. Don't tell Chris Taylor. <laughs> Chris, if you're listening to this, I apologize. He's a marine. He could kill me. He could yeah. with his bare hands. Well. It'd be close. <laughs> Just in case he's listening. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, this this I will dedicate this podcast to the baby. Aww. Uh because and I said baby the way that my church loves to make fun of me when I baby. say baby the baby. Um 
because it, I mean, one, I'm just super excited. Another kid, every time, I mean, we can talk about having kids here. I think would be a good sort of main subject to yeah, get on. Let's do it. Um, so that's our, that's our it's dedications. Like and, and this is our, we're trying to get thing. back into the giving you a main dish. Uh, we've kind of given you a small, <laughs> like a casserole. <laughs> The last few well, times. Well, we've given like a 30-minute dedication. Yeah, that's been more like it. Like the appetizer is the meal. That then spreads into a thousand topics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think, you know, just when you have when you have kids, you start every time. I remember when we had Shepard. I think mm-hmm. that's really when the first time I went, oh, no, is a baby going to mess this up? Because mm-hmm. it was a, we had a sweet home, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and thinking, you know, the, the three of us, it was almost like a three amigos sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, are the three of us, you know, what's it going to be like to add another, mm-hmm. you know, is that going to mess up the dynamic and, and, uh, you know, you were just getting out of the, the, you know, just getting out of the postpartum yeah. stuff. And so, yeah. uh, but every, every single time, yeah, every single time, um, the children are just, they're just blessings. Mm-hmm. They make, they make the house better. Mm-hmm. They make it, uh, and, and like we always have to remind, these are real people, mm-hmm. real souls. And when you have them, you think, I would not want this soul in any other home than mine. Yeah. You know? Like you couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine this child being raised by different uh-uh. parents. This Right. And so... And and that help that helps too. Like God is gives you a good, not not just the joyous nature, but the responsibility of it, and the the great. I mean, there is no more fun task mm. than teaching someone about God. Mm. Like their first recognitions yeah. of what this world. I mean, think about what you're doing. You've got this lump of clay that is this child, and you get to mold and shape it. This is the world that you're welcome to this world. Right. It has been made yes. by a God. Yes. <laughs> and he is good and gracious and yes. just and kind. So all the and you're shaping you're <laughs> shaping their wonder. Right. And you get to do that and then you get to send them out into this, you know, wonderful world and you get to see their eyes as they see these crazy mm-hmm. things in in but they they're seeing it in light of God and you got to be uh, a part of that, sort of like a guide mm-hmm. for this person in understanding uh, this world. I remember with, I think Jack came at a time, well, it was when I was pregnant with Jack. It was a very huge time of growth in Your my spiritual. <laughs> my bad. I shouldn't have filled in the book. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you did that. You just said that. Well, we're going to edit on that out. On the air. On the air. <clears throat> no. My spiritual life. I think people life, do know that women get bigger when they have babies. Yeah. I, and I get especially bigger. I'm an overachiever. She likes um, to keep it comfy for the babies. <laughs> lots of room in there. Nice and soft in case they fall. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, it was a big, like probably one of the biggest times of spiritual growth I've ever had. Around the time I was pregnant with him and then following. And it was Riot in the Dance was very instrumental Mm. in my life in waking me up to so many of the things that God has made and just how amazing he is. So it's with Jack that I really remember. I remember taking him outside as like a probably three month old 
when he was, you know, holding his head up and taking him to trees and being like, Jack, this is a tree. <laughs> and I was so overcome with wonder because mm-hmm. I was seeing the world kind of afresh. And you're right. It is just like the most joyful thing to be like, God made this. Look at this bark. Look at this thing and, that is coming up out of the And that is a healthy reminder <clears throat> to us to be amazed. Like similar, yeah. like you listen to some Indy Wilson stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just to to realize the wonder of this world again. Like when you talk about this world was made by God and you're explaining that to someone and to see the look on their face and, the, and then to go, how did I lose that look? Right. Like, well, you know, how do I look out at a tree that you can take this little tiny mm-hmm. little seed and plant it in the ground and it sprouts and grows to this ginormous thing? How can I, how can I take that uh, and, and lose it? Right. How does that happen? Yeah, so I remember we were just standing there, like, touching the bark, and it was a very, it was kind of funny, but also very special. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and, and going to the zoo the first time with each new child, remember when we yeah. went to the, we went to the zoo in September, I think. No, no, no. <laughs> it was around that time. Shepard got birthday money. He turned six in September, and... He wanted to use his birthday money to take our whole family to the zoo. And he was super excited about it. We thought it was so sweet. So I remember on the way there, he was like, Mom, when we get to the zoo, can I hand the money to the zookeeper? (laughs) And that was so cute. It was cute. You know, in a children's book, the zookeeper kind of greets you at the zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> anyhow, I just remember what a fun day that was because it was Jack's first time mm-hmm. to see these animals in person. And, and it does, it just, it's like you get to relive the wonder every time. Yeah. And you get to realize <clears throat> again, despite the, the trope that this world has given you of yeah. sort of a natural progression of these beasts from other be- you know, you get to look at it and say, God thought of this thing mm-hmm. and made it. And his drawing moves mm-hmm. and his drawing reproduces and his draw. I mean, and it lives and breathes, <laughs> breathe the breath of life. And like all these things, yeah. you can go, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> it is. You, know? you just can't. Because we get, if you make a really good drawing of a monkey where it looks real, <laughs> people will be like, that's amazing. Right. That you drew <laughs> on a piece of paper. And then, but we should be like, it doesn't move. Right. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it can't even feed itself, you know? Uh, yeah, I thought of that the other day when we were looking at Christmas lights yes. with with Jack. Begs, which is filled with Christmas lights. <laughs> Not really. Uh, we were going from light to light. I think we were trying to get me out of the house for the evening. Remember? Yeah, yeah, there, that was, that was. We were like, let's just get in the car. Yeah. And drive around and look at it. It was an evening thing. She wasn't feeling good. She wanted to she wanted to get out. And so we, let's just drive around and look at some lights. And we did. And we drove by. I think it was like the first first pair we drove by. Mm-hmm. And he just without any coaching or coaxing, yeah. just said, Whoa, the beautiful. <laughs> and then of course we all melted. Yeah. We're all like, Oh my god, they are beautiful. But it's just that wonder to life and and to get to lead someone in guiding that wonder 
Godward. Yes. You know, that's the, yeah. that's the, I think the fun. Right. Of, of being a parent. It is. And you would not, it's always funny because <clears throat> there's always a, there's a sobering moment in a way that washes over you when you see a positive pregnancy test. Because it's in that moment for me that I remember what all is ahead. Mm. The pregnancy. And it's like, excuse me. It's like before that you, you get real fuzzy on the details (laughs) and you kind of forget. But for me, when I take the, the test and it's positive, I just have all of these flashbacks. And, um, but it's, so yeah, it's hard being pregnant and it, it's, it's scary. It's scary giving birth. Like you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know what this is going to mean for your family. Um, but you would never once. Or your finances. Oh yeah. I mean, it changes All the things. things. Like, you know, you start, I mean, even just feeding this child thousands of dollars a year. Yeah. Do, we don't have thousands of dollars. <laughs> right. I mean, right? So, right. And I was thinking about homeschool. Like here we are add five years yeah. onto our homeschooling yeah. journey that yeah. we're not retiring, you know, when I thought we would from homeschool. Mm-hmm. Um But by then our older kids will be teaching <laughs> the younger kids. <laughs> They'll have started care. the Christian yeah, school that's right. that we've been thinking that's right. about. Um so but when when you get the a baby in your family you would not trade this soul. You would you would go through that a thousand times. Yeah. Through pregnancy and through the yeah. hard parts. Like yeah. I would I would do this a thousand times for them and and without batting an eye because they're so And go on a thousand less vacations and have yeah. a thousand less nice houses and you know, people people always talk about, you know, what's your retirement? And I say, I don't I don't have a retirement account. And I say actually I do. I, I've invested in it large sums about once every two years. Uh, and my, yeah, it's my kids. Uh, and yeah, I mean, those things, if you look at that and say, well, if you have another kid, you have to get, give up this. Well, then if you're looking at your kids rightly, it's not even a contest. No. Like I would, of course I'd give that up. What are you gaining? Yeah. Yeah. And then you get the joy, the blessing of, uh, of, of getting one of the Lord's arrows, mm-hmm. you know, that you get to hone, and you get to sharpen before he releases it upon his his creation. Mm-hmm. So just a just yeah. a great great time to uh, of having kids. Not it's not it's neither a burden in one way or the other. It's not the burden of sort of this mechanical. We got to have the babies, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not uh, the loss of finances or the loss of whatever. Like it is just a sweet delight. Mm-hmm. To get to have exactly. these children in our home. Yep. So. Yep. So if I could encourage anyone, I remember being so afraid before we had kids and even before we got married, I just, the whole, the whole thought, and I had bought into a lot of the world's ideas about what is a happy life and, you know, the, the personal freedoms to get to go places and to look a certain way and. Uh, those were those that had an impact on me. Well, yeah, it's like we read in in Proverbs nine the other day. Uh, folly is loud. Yes, very loud, and you don't even know sometimes. Yeah, and and she's out there standing at the city gates, mm-hmm. and she is proclaiming folly to mm-hmm. you, and you don't even realize it. Yeah, that that you're listening to her voice, and so you start to see these things. And I mean, I hear Christians that 
you know, they talk about kids as if they're, Mm -hmm. you know, some burden. And the way we parent sometimes gives that, gives that (laughs) idea off. If, if you're not teaching your kids the Bible and you're not reading to them and you're not talking about God when you sit and when you lie down and when you stand, I mean, if you're not doing, if you're not writing it, uh, on their hearts for them, right? Like before they can write it on their hearts, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're taking the crayon for them and teaching them to fasten these things around their necks. And if you're not doing that, then, then you are, you are treating it as if having kids subtracts from your life mm-hmm. when the Bible always says they are nothing but an addition. Mm-hmm. And if you see kids as a subtraction, then what has probably happened is folly has loud yeah. in your ears and you've started, you've listened to it without realizing it. And you need to, you need to kick the woman folly out yeah. and, and see it, see it for what it yeah, is. And let us encourage you on the other side. There is, it is a joyful, a joyful, happy life. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just God, says, let me, let's encourage you from the other side. God was right. <laughs> God <laughs> Man. He doesn't at least he doesn't say these things in vain. Yeah. Uh, he is always he is right. full of truth and right and and so yeah, uh, I would I, that's what I would encourage everyone is I I think I had uh even a, a vision of kids. You just don't realize how the world has influenced mm-hmm. you and um we take in so much even unintentionally. We take in a lot of it intentionally. <laughs> Like with the shows we watch and things right. we listen to. I mean, we're intentionally taking, no one's forcing us to watch that. It's not 1984. Um, but a lot of things that we unintentionally, just in going around town and conversations that people have and little snippets of things oh, that they yeah. say that plant seeds in our, our heads. And, mm-hmm. uh, and if we're not pruning them and, and, and we're weeding them, mm-hmm. uh, out, um, then they'll, they'll grow in our minds. And if, and sadly, we might end up seeding those same thoughts in our friends' minds. Yes. Well, that was part of my story. Um, Tell us your story. <laughs> no, a lot of my fears um, came from hearing older Christians talking about marriage and having children. And that impacted me. Like, you should, you need to go have fun first. Like, and you know what I mean? Yeah, and it and you Before get it. And a lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> say it. Un, I think they're just making the. They the, are the like the the one that. And if you've said this to me, I don't. I never think negatively when people say this. I assume they don't mean what it implies. But when they say things like, "Don't you know what causes that yet?" <laughs> the implication. I mean, I know it's just a funny joke, yeah. a funny sex right. joke that people can get away with because we all want to say sex jokes but can't. Uh, <laughs> and and so, but the implication is. Surely you wouldn't, you would stop doing that thing right. if you knew it caused kids. Right. Uh, and there's, a, but there's a, a hundred little sayings like that mm-hmm. that imply that having more kids is, is going to be yeah. a, a burden to your life. And we, we've, we know people who are, are discouraged by people who don't mean well, even Christians who don't mean well, who, mm-hmm. when they hear they're having another kid, you know, say things to them like, that aren't encouraging. That are not encouraging. As yeah. if, and so they've got this burden of all that it entails, all the things that you thought about. Like I think of young mothers who mm-hmm. realize what they're going through and the, the joy that the Lord has given them to bear this burden uh, because of for the for the to steal from Christ for the joy set before them, uh, and and to have someone sort of pull that out from underneath them. Uh, from a Christian, it's just shameful. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, 
just wanted to be an encouragement yeah. to, to those who, who are either thinking about having kids or are about yeah. to be loaded down with kids. <laughs> Come back to this one. Who uh, might be about to have their sixth. Or their second. Right. I mean, it really that, begins. That was a big deal. It really begins when you add I any. Had trouble. Yeah. When we went from one to two, it was like. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I always, my heart always really goes out to the, any of the pre-marriage girls mm-hmm. who just are afraid. Cause I just remember that feeling so well. And I had no idea that I could really, really trust that God's plan is the best. He's kind of good with the plans. Yeah. It's the best. So Anyway. Enough about the baby. Well, we could talk, keep talking about the baby. I enjoy the baby. <laughs> uh, have you decided would you rather have a boy or a girl? Well, I mean, I have a lot of really cute girl clothes in the attic that haven't seen the light As of day. I know, because I was moving those boxes around the other day. Our attic is a mess. Yeah, okay. We have two attics. Speaking of the burdens of messes. child raising. <laughs> The clothing situation is one of the hardest things buy, to do. Buy classic looking clothes. <laughs> because the only thing worse than having to mess with children's clothes is having to get it out of the attic and realize that it all looks really weird now. <laughs> because you bought it eight years ago when there was some fad going on well, in children's. Some of that you can't help. So Yeah, you know, like a... Like, why did we buy so many puffed sleeves? <laughs> why, do, why does our child only have pirate shirts? One time we pulled out the boy clothes for it was for Shepherd, mm-hmm. and somehow there were some puffed sleeve onesies in there that were supposed to go in the girls. So like, oh, we got him dressed one day, and I looked like, over huh. and I was like, "Is he wearing a puffed sleeve?" Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Why, why does this onesie have shoulder pads? <laughs> it's so weird looking. <laughs> are epaulets. I on did this notice one. that, um, like, because we do, we we like kind of vintage style, but even you can't always avoid those. Oh those no! Trends. I mean, yeah. So like Gideon, Gideon especially his clothes. So our our oldest is twelve, about mm-hmm. to be thirteen, and when we pulled out his baby clothes for Shepherd, the jeans. The baby jeans of oh, 2008, yeah. or when was he born? Yeah. So by the time he was wearing jeans, they were so thick and heavy. Like now, yeah. it baby was like, jeans, it reminded me of like Jinko jeans. Oh my word. From back in the 90s. And they were like big, wide legs yeah, and yeah. the thickest denim. Mm-hmm. I was like, why would anyone put this on a baby? It's like a <laughs> denim potato set. <laughs> So now jeans have definitely improved for the infant. Well, what I learned is when I put, when I put things in the attic, I always, uh, I put it based on future happenings. Mm -hmm. So I calculate, all right, where are the ages of our kids? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm up there doing this Rubik's cube of boxes, trying to get the ones that are about to come down, the ones that might pass it. So right now at the front, and we do we do big clear tubs. Big clear tubs, and we put each year. We write in paper, not on the box, because right. sometimes you end up putting different things in the box. Because you might have had a lot of, uh, or not very many, you know, for the first kid of this age size, and then yeah. when you get the second kid, all of a sudden now you've got a lot. Right. So we put it in paper on these clear these clear plastic so we'll write tubs. Boy or girl. boys, and then the size girls, and then the size. Yeah. 
2T. Anyway. Unless it's not 2T. We yeah. just write 2T on Right. Vision. Then we write 4 or 5T. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And so then I, then you can see, and you put a couple pieces of paper in there. Yeah, I have to do on the On the side, side and then at the top. Yeah. So that way, you know, you can kind of get a good view no matter which way the, the box is, is, is facing. And then I arrange it so that you can get to the right side. Because the worst thing is to realize that the one box you need is at the very back <laughs> underneath all these other boxes that you're not going to need. Right. For the next 10 years. Right. So. Yeah. So all that to say, the girl clothing, the baby girl clothes have been up there for eight years now. Just waiting. Wow. For another baby that's girl. That's true. So that's I can't of, wait to see what they're going to look like. <laughs> they're still really cute. Are they really? Yeah. Well, I, I just want to see them. I assume they were cute. Yeah, they are so cute. I want to see them because I want a girl. <laughs> you do? Yeah. We both want a girl. I mean, I so, would take a boy. dear future child, if you are a boy. If you're listening to this, we are sorry. We wanted you. Yeah, I would take either one. I mean, that's it. Anytime we've ever had, when we've been like, I wanted this or I wanted that. And uh, <laughs> one of the kids, um, <laughs> I well, I told them like, it is already what it is. Mm-hmm. So they were like, I just keep praying that it's, you know, a girl. And I was like, well, the funny thing is, it's already what it is. What is it going to be? And they're like, well, but it hasn't the PP not gone yet. <laughs> it's like, well, like, mm, that doesn't, it's not really how it works. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and Shepard wanted, Shepard wanted to have a, a boy, I think. He said he wanted a girl, but he also wanted it to be a boy so that Jack could be a big brother. Oh, that was so cute. I know. He's so cute. That's why Betsy's not a big sister yet, because she doesn't have any, <laughs> right. any other younger sisters. Right. Gotta, so if it's a girl, it's she'll finally get to be yeah, a it's big sister. Match. Oh, man. Or a sister. It's been, uh, it's been crazy this this last month as well. One thing I forgot to point out, but I saw someone drive by where we were sitting, and I thought it was one of them. We had I've had so much marriage counseling. Like yeah, premarital, premarital no, counseling. No. Yeah, for us. I've had to sit down and counsel us. What this last month, I had four different couples that we were doing premarital counseling with. The, well, I would say the whole season. Well, yeah, it went just in the last, not just the last month, yeah. the last couple months. Actually. The last month, we've had trouble knowing when to squeeze those in because yes. Yeah, it's of been Christmas a and, and neighborhood Bible study and and, Leslie and so is and Leslie's sick at night. Uh, yeah, so I just thought about that. I was like, that's another thing, another reason we couldn't podcast. Yeah, we've been busy. We didn't have we didn't have a night. No, but we're back now in the middle of the morning. It's rainy outside, which it just makes me want to stay here. I know. Is there anything that makes you want to stay in bed? More than rain, and anything that makes you want to get out of it more than the book of Proverbs. You know what's good. Oh man, <laughs> it's like you're like, oh, this is so good, and then like the book of Proverbs starts sleep, going, a little starts slumber. going through. Rain. It's like, I better get out of bed. Look again. to the end. Yeah, I should probably get out of bed. You know what's killing me is there's a pot of coffee right outside that door. I really want some more. You coffee. need some more coffee? Let's take a coffee break. One okay. second, I'll be right back. All right. Okay, so you guys just saw. Proof of what I had said earlier. <laughs> I was like, I just really wish I had coffee. And he was like, let nah, me pause like, this. I'll go get it. That's fine. <laughs> Thank you. For the well coffee. timed. <laughs>
That's some good coffee. Mm. I'm drinking coffee too. All right. Well, um, good for you. It's good coffee. That's it. I was thinking this morning. That was one of the things, like, it was a funny conversation we had a few years ago. We don't do this often, but it came up in conversation. Like, if there's one thing you could add to Mm -hmm. each other, what would you, Mm -hmm. what would you change? Like, how could we improve? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he, his was that I would play more board games, which I feel like I do. No. Yeah, you certainly haven't done mine as much as I've done No, yours. and mine was that he would drink coffee and hot drinks. Mm-hmm. And, like, at that time, you did not, you would no, never, ever no, liked no coffee. No desire for coffee. And mm-hmm. I would just have my hot drinks in the afternoon. And, and now, he is, like, my coffee buddy. Yeah, we get to drink. And I, it's, it's funny we're, you, yours always has to be piping hot. I'll pour mine in the morning and still be drinking it at four in the afternoon. Yeah, like this he poured and then he had to heat had to it. microwave it. For 20 seconds. Yeah. That's my mom's influence. Yeah. Mine is kept by a thermos, which helps keep it. Warm. Yeah, I like a mug. It feels like... I like the way I thought cheese. about getting you one of those heated mugs. Those things are expensive. Yeah, and I don't... That, and, I not, don't and they're not cute. Right, they were. I mean, the ones I saw weren't cute. No, they're too modern. Yeah, it looks like a modern mug, like something you get off of Star Trek. Yeah. That's what's going to happen when we finally, you know, just cruise with the stars of God's creation is we'll have mugs that heat themselves. (laughs) Be able to travel among the stars and not have to microwave our coffee. Oh, man. Sounds great. Yeah. All those space microwaves are, like, really good. Microwave really fast. Um. Well, let's talk about one of the things you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. Did you want to talk about Godwardness? Yeah, let's do. Uh, you you kind of implied. Yeah, earlier you said something about the joy of raising kids to be Godward. To be Godward. And I was like, you just preached. He just preached on this a, a couple of weeks ago, and it has been ruminating. Like, it's one of those. Remind me, and I'll tag it in the uh in the notes of the, okay. of the podcast. Yeah, it's one of those. It's a terminology change. Yeah. That actually is very, um, it's been very instrumental in making me think. Yeah, it's just some, it was just semantics. We're preaching through Second Peter and the, that he's given us all that we need for life and godliness. And then in the list down, mm-hmm. it says that we're to add godliness as one of the things uh, with our faith to get it dancing with faith. The whole length of, Sermons that you can hear is the words I'm using. Um, but the word godliness there, I, I said I don't love that word because I think godliness implies being like God. And there are certainly passages that that do encourage that. You know, mm-hmm. you should be holy as I am holy, all those sorts of things. But the word there itself in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the Greek is actually a word that means devotion to the good. Uh, or an ultimate good being God. So it's, it is, it is devotion orientation toward the good. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think God word, it's not, it's not saying you, you are, you are to be like God. It is a word that implies your whole life is oriented toward God. Mm-hmm. Like everything is oriented toward him. You, as if he is, you have this beatific vision mm-hmm. and God is the most great, the most glorious. And your whole life cannot help but be oriented toward him. 
and so that's why in that passage we, you know, I encourage you, you know, scratch out godliness and <laughs> right godwardness, you know, just because I love I love that picture. That's that's what we're. That's one thing you can take and apply to all of your life. Everything you do, you're doing it godward. And that's like what we're made for. Yes, it resonates because it, it, it fits. With, it is an echo of Eden. Mm. In our lives, yeah. it is that you were made to be image bearers of God. We are meant to live Godwardly, live toward Him in subjection, obedience, love, praise, uh, and to lead others to do mm-hmm. the same. And to be joyful in it, like yeah. in the life He's given. Yes, the things He's laid out for us. It's all just joyful. Yeah, and beautiful and. So I'm, you know, we've really, you know, you can apply that to to so many areas. Is is, am I, is my life lived in a Godward way? What has the devotion of my life? Can I say that my life is devoted mm-hmm. to to God? Mm-hmm. That it, it it is oriented toward Him? Or see the other things, godliness and stuff like that. You can add to your life. Right. So I can do this, but I do it in a godly way. Mm-hmm. But I think Godwardness is saying, this is what my life is all about. Mm-hmm. Well, it really attacks that compartmentalized type of life yeah. that maybe we grew up with where people went to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then then we were just kind of in a worldly existence watching the movies the world watched and, and doing the activities that the world did all week. Mm-hmm. And then... And even being educated in a way where mm-hmm. God was not present. Yes. He was not present in our science and in our literature. He wasn't present in our math. No. You cannot teach math without God. Yeah. He's the inventor of the numbers. Yes. <laughs> Those are his numbers. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I teach math. <laughs> in, well, it is in, in our home academy. <laughs> yeah. And so oh, it, it really... Um, when you're living a Godward life, he is in all things and all things are for him and for his glory. Mm-hmm. So, And as a Christian, he has given us everything we need for life and Godwardness. You can live the Godward life. So, so many Christians, they feel defeated. Mm-hmm. They feel overtaken by so many other things in life, their jobs, their extracurricular activities, like I can, we would so do family devotions and we would do this and we would do that. It's just everything is, and it's like, look, no, you, you can live Godwardly. Mm-hmm. You can live the Godward life. Uh, he's given you everything you need to do that. Mm-hmm. And you will be so much happier if you do. So slough everything else mm-hmm. away. Yeah. And it, it and, might and be. And get Godward and anything that you can add to that in your God. And that's going to be helpful because if you try and do anything else and then try and orient that ship Godward, mm-hmm. you're going to have, you're going to be stressing the, the sails. Mm-hmm. But if you orient your life Godwardly mm-hmm. and then, then things begin to add to that. So when you add in, okay, let's talk about people our age, what they struggle with. When you add in things like sports, mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, school activities, uh, or your marriage, or the raising of your children. You start to those things that that clump in. They 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 attach to the ship, uh, and they're along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Instead of you going and then trying to steer all these ships back 
to the right direction and everything is stressed because you weren't headed that way when you added them, quit them. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. them. Yeah. Because it's funny, we're willing to stop being Godward for the sake of these things. But it is like we're pulling teeth when if we tell someone, quit sports. Quit school. Quit school. Quit school. Get out of get out of the school. Mm-hmm. Get quit. Quit doing whatever. Whatever you do <laughs> that is keeping you from being godward. Just stop it. Mm-hmm. Outright stop it. It's like imperative. It's like I can't do that. <laughs> I've made a commitment. And it's like, wait, 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 let's think about what you've just said. <laughs> Because you also made a commitment to someone higher before you made a commitment to that. So, and and you'll give up living toward him, but you won't give up living toward this inanimate object that is not real. And it's it, it's almost like we have to teach our kids when they fight over a toy and we say, this toy doesn't love you. Mm-hmm. This toy doesn't know you. It doesn't even know you're alive. It doesn't even know. Because it's just plastic, molded and heated and then, you know, cooled to a certain shape. Mm-hmm. And But people do that about all these other things. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a problem because we're not, we've added them on and they've either taken from our Godward living or we added them on before we were even thinking about living Godwardly. Uh, and then, and then they're just a, they're just an, an impediment. Mm-hmm. They're a, they're an anchor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so if we will reorient our lives and say, Hey, I'm going to be Godward in the raising of my kids. I'm going to be Godward in, uh, in my marriage. You know, I'm going to be Godward in at work. You know, I'm not just going to be godly. I'm not just going to be like God, which you should be, mm-hmm. but I'm going to look at my work in a Godward way. How can I orient this for God and for his glory? Mm-hmm. How can I, in the ways I think about it, in, in how I do it, I'm here to point these people toward God. Mm-hmm. I'm here as an image bearer of God in this. Maybe I work in this office building that is more like the Tower of Babylon. Uh, I'm here in this Tower of Babylon to proclaim God's glory. How can how can I do that? There is Jack. Just banged on our door. Somehow got out of the living room. I saw a shadow. I want. What are you doing? You want him? Should we let him in, folks? Yes. Let's let him in. Let's let Jack make it. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a special guest on today's (laughs) podcast right here for you. (laughs) Sounds like brothers and sisters. Hey! Come on in, Jack. Come on in. Come on in. It's okay. It's okay. Come here. What happened? Where were you? You come talk? Come up here. Come say hi. Come say hi to everybody. Yes. <laughs> you want to say hi? Say hi, everybody. No, definitely. On this phone? Okay. Say, can you say hi to everybody? Hi, guys. Say, I'm Jack. I'm Jack. I'm two. I'm two. And I'm awesome. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing? Jumping oh, jumping? Whoa. Oof. You kind of smell like you've been doing something. Yeah. I cannot jump on the bed. I'm too big. <laughs> Come on. Don't fall off the bed. <laughs> hey, everybody. We are parenting Godwardly right now. <laughs> See uh, how cheerful we he are? He was knocking on the door, and I felt really bad for him because it's been 40 minutes. Uh, probably wondering where we're at. And the other kids let the beast loose. <laughs> I had you yes! loose. That's right. I had you put up in a chair and everything. How'd you get out? 
Bubba told me. Bubba did? No. Who did? Who let you out? I'm going to see doggies. Oh, you're going to see the doggies? Yes, okay. Well, you can be in here. He can be in here while we finish. Okay. Uh, and so anyway, with, with living Godwardly, I think it's all about looking at every area of your life and, and really wiping it all clear. And saying, I'm going to live Godward. And you'll begin to notice the things that aren't Godward. Mm-hmm. And and if you if you go in, maybe you don't have to quit those things. Mm-hmm. But if you go into them with the with the desire to live Godwardly, you'll see whether you can keep these things or not. Because if you can't do these things in a Godward way, like if you're not strong enough to be able to do these things in a way that brings is more about him than about you, then you you will want to cast them aside because mm-hmm. Godward living is a, the joyous living and everything else is not going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, the, the, it, it's funny. I, I, sometimes I, I don't necessarily love how we call everything idols. You know, you know, that's not one of my favorite right, things. Right. Uh, but if, if there's something that is keeping you uh, from being Godward and something that you're not, you're not good at, at doing in a way that brings glory to God, then, you know, you've got to have the strength mm-hmm. to stop it. And if you can't stop it, ask why. Yeah. Why can I not just quit this? Maybe you can pick it back up in three months mm-hmm. or next season or next semester or whatever. Maybe it's going to have to totally reorient yeah. your life. But if you haven't been living Godwardly, the idea that all of a sudden you're going to start living the Godward life and nothing is going to change mm-hmm. uh, is probably a little crazy. Yeah. And sometimes it's, you know, there are areas in, in life that aren't as, oh, I don't know the word, like on a smaller scale. So what do you, what do you mean by uh, the little things? Well, I just mean like there have been, there are like top notch levels of homeschool curriculum mm-hmm. that would probably take more of me than I can give my personality. Like, mm. and, and, and your, and your me, job in life is not to give top notch homeschool. Right. But to be, right. but to be, and yes, kind yes. And to, to keep our to homeschool home. in a Godward way. And if do, if, if you're at, a, because of the number of kids you have, or because of your personality or the fact right. that you're even pregnant or the help you have from your husband or don't have from your husband, yeah. uh, it would be wrong to take on these things, mm-hmm. end up adding something mm-hmm. that is above what you need to add. The, mm-hmm. what you need to be is have a Godward like a home. Godward home. Right. And if, if adding these curriculums, would be too much of a burden mm-hmm. so that you can't do the most important thing, then you don't need that curriculum. Right. And that's been hard to and do. And that's more important than it's because, because Christian parents will go, I mean, I really want my kids to be educated. I mean, they want, and I want, are. I want to be, and we do want that, but it, we want them to be educated in godliness and Godwardness first. Right. And that's the chief education you need to give your kids. Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing that, but they know Latin mm-hmm. at four, mm-hmm. you know, then, I mean, sorry, you failed. <laughs> your, your homeschool is a bust. Uh, and and to, it's, it's hard and it's good insight to recognize as a mom, I would love to be able to do this, but that's not my chief purpose in this home. Yeah. And like the, I would think like the way we do Sabbath dinner, and I think oh, yeah, we've talked yeah. about this, yeah. you can make things that should be Godward into things that aren't Godward mm-hmm. by your frazzled And then attitude. you can make things that 
would not be ideal Godward feasting things mm-hmm. into a glorious time. I mean, we had yeah. cookies and milk the other day was our Sabbath yeah. dinner <laughs> because of just what had happened that day. Yeah, and, and I'm and not cooking p- at night. No, no, because right you want to throw up. Right. So we just put Oreos and milk and we just praised and the Lord and, and, and just got ready for our Sabbath. And yeah. it was the most glorious cookies and milk. Uh, we've we'd ever had, and it was a Godward cookies and milk. That so that's what I mean by you could have had roast beast uh, and all that out there, and it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been Godward, uh, or it could possibly have not been Godward. Wouldn't have been right. as good. So sometimes you're making the big decisions to to pull your kids out of school mm-hmm. to be Godward, but sometimes mm-hmm. you're just choosing instead of making like. Yeah. Beef so it's not just it's bourguignon. bourguignon. <laughs> I'm gonna. Have. So sometimes it's the big decisions, <laughs> like sitting down with your kids and saying, "We've got to get out of sports. We've got to. We're leaving the school. Mm-hmm. We're doing. We're changing jobs. We're moving closer to our church yeah. because we need to be. Uh, we're so far from our church that it's causing us to not be able to fellowship as much as we should. Um. Those sorts of things, and I might, someone might have just been like, "Excuse me, what'd you just say?" Uh, <laughs> we can talk about that on a future podcast. But those sorts of things, uh, and then sometimes it's the little things, mm-hmm. like instead of making this fancy meal, let's make a smaller meal that I can handle mm-hmm. and make sure that we do it in a, that I'm Godward in how I do it. Mm-hmm. That's good, Leslie. I'll Thanks. agree with that. Thanks. And so let, let's let's end it there because uh, I think we do need to do some actual parenting. Yeah. Uh, and maybe a diaper change. And maybe a diaper change. But we just wanted to get back and say hello to everyone again and tell you that we missed you and that we're going to pick this back up and be more faithful in, 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 in putting these out. But if, if there's a lull, no, it's because we're trying to figure out when to do this. Right. Uh, and hopefully as you get through the first trimester, normally Which things get soon. better in the second trimester and we might be able to get back Which on our Which might normal. be next week. Like yeah. I'm, I'm nearing the second. Well, actually, I'm in it today. Today is the second trimester. So I would ask you guys to uh, be patient with us, but even more importantly, to pray for us. Mm. We're very excited about this, and but there's always the older you get, the older you get, the more concerned you get, more concerned the doctors get about you having a baby. And so we want we would yeah. again. So we would covet you guys's. Uh, hey, prayers. Hey, we, 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 you ever notice that we say that, and then, but we're not supposed to covet. I think it's funny <laughs> that we say we covet your prayers. It's like, whoa, be like, uh, you know, wow, you we would really, we really false witness your guys. Uh, <laughs> just like no, they think anyway. Um, but we would ask you to pray for us, and uh, of course, share this with anybody you know that is having kids or maybe discouraged uh, or doesn't know how to think about kids. Just in general, and if you think this is helpful, if you don't think it's helpful, then don't share it. Uh, if you don't think it's helpful, give us a call. We'll talk. Um, but we're just glad to be back. Glad to, to talk to you guys again. Hope we've been an encouragement to y'all. Yep. <laughs> I, was, I was throwing it to you. All right. I was throwing it. Yeah, uh huh. She's already reading the book to Jack. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys next time. 